Food is fuel for your body, your mind, and definitely your sport. But let's face it, nutrition is confusing and the expectations on girls and women to be thin and have a six pack are exhausting. If you've ever been frustrated with your body, confused about nutrition, obsessed with eating healthy or guilty when you don't, underate, overate, or overtrained and overwhelmed with all the pressure, then this podcast is for you. Nutrition can be easy. You can take control of it, but it might start with letting go of control by asking for help and making a change. I'm Lindsay Elizabeth Cortez, sports dietitian and owner of Rise Up Nutrition, where I empower female athletes to overcome nutrition concerns and perform at their highest level, to stop being confused by all the mixed or harmful messages, and finally have confidence in your body as a fierce, fit, and fueled female athlete. Today's episode is thanks to our Patreon members and our affiliates and partners. Head to patreon.com slash female athlete nutrition to join our membership or donate to the podcast and stay tuned to hear about some amazing deals and discounts from our partners, including Prevenix, Inside Tracker, Orgain, Practice Better, and Jen and Carrie. But for now, we're getting right to the show. Enjoy. Hello, fans and listeners. Lindsay Elizabeth Cortez here, your host of the podcast, owner of Rise Up Nutrition. I'm here today with Jennifer Riggs. She is a mindset coach and certified hypnotherapist, focusing on emotional integration to produce positive changes. What I'm really excited about with Jennifer is that she's actually the mindset coach on our team here at Rise of Nutrition. She's been working with us for and our clients for over a year now. So we'll get into that but a little bit more about her training and expertise. Jennifer is a Reiki master in addition to being a certified in emotion code, which is a modality which gently helps release negative emotions that can be holding people back. She helps clients using emotional freedom technique or tapping, guided meditation, intuitive guidance, breath work, and connecting to the inner child All of these terms, if you don't know what they are, it's part of what we're going to talk about today, kind of helping you understand what these terms are and why it can be so powerful in making mindset shifts. So Jennifer, welcome to finally being on our podcast. (laughs) Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here talking with you today about all these great things we can do to shift our mindset and get the results we want in life. Absolutely. Yeah, I think... The work that you do is so, so powerful. And I'd love, you've been working with our clients at Rise Up Nutrition for a little over a year, correct? A year and a half. Yeah, about a year and a half. Yep, yep. Yeah, but how long have you been doing this type of work and what got you interested in it in the first place? So I've been doing different types of energy work for, gosh, probably about 15 years. The hypnosis piece has been about five or six years and all the other things kind of have just come into play along the way emotion code about four years ago. So just kind of picking up new tools along the way, really got into it kind of because I was trying to solve all my own stuff. Yeah, (laughs) Working through our own things is a lot of times, you know, such an eye opener and a, a way to open doors to help other people too. And so that's kind of what got me going on it. The Reiki piece came in first and I was doing that for a really long time and just felt like I wanted something more active to help people because it's kind of a passive modality where mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's energy work. So it's kind of putting hands on the person or you can actually do it from a distance because energy doesn't know time or space. So, mm. um, but I really wanted to start learning something that was going to be more active and getting the person actually really involved in their healing. So that's what kind of got me going there. Yeah. And as you're talking, I have so many directions I want to take this conversation, but just as you're using the word energy, I could you kind of define that for us a little bit more? I use the word energy as a dietitian to, you know, say like carbohydrates are energy and energy for your run. And what in your line of work, what do you mean by, by that term energy? So, you know, it's kind of funny because I think it all really 
ends up being the same thing one way or another. It's the energy that's kind of in our body. We have emotional energy. We have energy that helps us to, to perform in our sports and things like that. But it's, it's the energy of the emotions we take in because there's actually a lot of energy in our emotions, which is why sometimes if you're feeling really sad or something, you feel really tired. You know, it really tends to drain us when we have all of that emotional energy kind of fighting to get out of our body and we kind of fight to push it away. So kind of that's, that's essentially what, what the energy piece is. And in that. Yeah. Well, and I agree with you, even though we might be, you know, it might sound like two separate things, like your mindset energy and your physical energy. It's not, it is all one. And that is why the mindset piece of my programming, when I'm working with clients specifically in the fast track is so huge because and why I brought you in onto, onto the team to consult with our ladies, because they might be sometimes doing everything honestly, right. Nutrition wise, but they're so stressed about it or having so much anxiety or other factors in life draining their energy. And so they're still not reaching their goals the way that they want to. And so we need the physical nutritional energy, as well as that emotional energy to really match each other for things to come together. And, and that's exactly it's it really is kind of one in the same at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, what is the quote? Everything is energy. That's all there is. That is that's the truth. It all is. It all ties together. So, yeah. 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 And so, yeah, going back to like how you got into this and stuff, because you're, you're, you do so much more than this. You're, you are a mother, you are a runner, you are a graphic designer. Um, and then this is something that out of truly personal passion and interest. And like you said, maybe working through some of your own things then became more of, okay, now I'm actually going to get certified in this. Now I'm going to start helping other people. And so you've been running, you know, your own business for a, a while doing this. And then that's where then I got connected with you and was like, I think you could really help our clients, but could you just share with us? Like, you know, what are some reasons that somebody might seek out your type of work? So when we end up kind of in those places where we're feeling depressed or kind of overwhelmed in life, stressed, when we're struggling with addictions, whether they be, you know, exercise addictions or substance addictions, eating disorders, obviously that is, that's something that we talk about a lot, <laughs> but those things all come out of really, we have this overfilled kind of emotional thing going on in our body. And we don't necessarily know really what's happening. We start no noticing something changing or our behaviors changing, but we don't know what the core of it is. So when somebody comes to me and they're like, I'm just, you know, not able to, to get out of this place. Like the stuck word is kind of a word I hear a lot. I feel really stuck or really frozen. And so that tends to be who I usually end up seeing are people who are feeling really stuck in some area of their life. And it's a way to help them get unstuck and out of that frozen place. Absolutely. And that that's honestly too, when, when our clients start our programming and then, you know, you, I, I just want to share with our listeners really quickly, what you do with Rise Up Nutrition is you host a group call once a month on just a deep dive topic of these, of, of improving your mindset, releasing those emotions. So some of your talks were talking about how to stop negative self-talk and step into more positive self-talk or how to work through limiting beliefs or how to step into a mindset of abundance instead of scarcity. Those are some of the things that you provide to our clients on a group level once a month. And then our clients, if in their work and programming with myself and Jenna, we notice they're stuck. And that word is really, you know, and if they're feeling really stuck, that's where we link them up with you to do a deep dive session to see if we can kind of get them unstuck. And, and very often when people are stuck, I don't know if you agree with me on this or not. We don't know why they're stuck. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and don't, they know. don't know why. Yeah. That's, that's why it's so important to start looking inside and see, you know, what is actually going on here? Because really that all comes from subconscious programming. You know, we, we are working out of our subconscious mind way more than we realize. And, you know, that's where the hypnosis, the hypnotherapy that I do comes in because our emotions and everything are really the thing that's driving us and keeping us in that stuck place. So when people think about hypnotherapy, a lot of times they think of like, oh, you're going to put me in a trance. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to take you out of your trance. I'm going to take you mm -hmm 
away from that transfer in that says, I must always eat these things or do these things or behave this way because it's not producing the results you want. So what we want to do is go in and get into that subconscious mind and break the trance. And so that's, that's what's so powerful, you know, when, when we are stuck is to, to go in and get out of the trance. Wow. I've never heard it put that way. And I love that explanation because yeah, one of the things I wanted to do on this call with you was to kind of go through these things that you do like hypnotherapy and kind of give a definition in a, because I think that's one where the public's perception of hypnotherapy, you've got half the population that thinks, Ooh, that's so cool. And you've got half the population that thinks that's freaky. <laughs> like, I don't want to be hypnotized. I don't want you tapping into my mind like that and think that you're like doing something to them. So would you, let's start there. And you just gave us a great explanation or definition that hypnotherapy is actually not putting someone in a trance. It's getting them out of their own trance, but is there any more that you might want to elaborate on like what exactly hypnotherapy is or how you go about it? Yeah. Um, so it's really, it's a heightened state of awareness and concentration. It's kind of like a focused attention on the emotion. So when I work with somebody, I would ask them, what is it that you're really feeling most often right now? Or tell me an issue you're having. And then I'll have them close their eyes and ask them to tell me about this situation and what's the emotion that comes up with it. Mm -hmm. And then when we can kind of find the emotion, it gives us kind of a map to figure out where it come from. Because the problem is we have emotions in our life and we don't necessarily feel them when we have them. You know, we kind of are taught to just power through it or, you know, stay positive and push on. And so when we can find that emotion using the hypnotherapy process, once we have them with eyes closed, focused on that feeling, we can kind of get their brain to say, let me bring this up a little bit stronger. And then go back in time to the first time we felt that feeling. And when we can do that, then we can help them resolve whatever happened when they felt that in the past. So for example, if we felt, you know, sad about something when we were five and we didn't know how to deal with it because at that age, we don't really have all the tools we need. We don't really understand, you know, how that works. And we may not be able to express that to an adult, you know, to, to have them be able to help us either because we don't have the words or the understanding then every time in our life that we have that same emotion, it starts building more and more and more and it gets really heavy. And so then we get to be in our teens or get to be an adult and the, all the weight is pushing down on that first emotion. So mm -hmm. what we want to do in hypnotherapy is go back to the first time via memory. Where's the first time we felt that feeling? When we get back there, we can talk about that situation. Okay, so you're five and this is going on and how do you feel? And th that's when I would maybe bring in some of the inner child stuff too and have you talk to that younger you because really you're the only one that knows exactly what the younger us knew, needed to know. So once we do that, then we can help kind of break that chain that's holding us in the present in that same stuck emotion. So it's mm -hmm. just a way to sort of, it's like, if you had an inverted pyramid and you pulled the bottom one out and then they all fall down. So it's kind of a, a way that we can resolve a lot of stuff kind of quickly. You may have other things you need to go back and, and look at in your life that might still be, but it takes a lot of that pressure off if we can go back at it. So by accessing our subconscious mind and those feelings, then we can produce these positive changes, you know, that, that release those things that are holding us back today. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it definitely makes sense that if you don't work through something that, you know, affected you maybe as, as your younger self or just early on in your life, it just keeps piling on. Absolutely. And I think if we really pause and, and reflect on that, we can all like agree that that happens. And that's why as we get older, we're like, why is life getting more difficult? And it's, you know, a variety of reasons, more responsibilities, blah, blah, blah. But it's also maybe even because as an adult, we should have better coping skills. But if we never, you know, figured it out or got to the root or released ourselves of some emotion from when we were younger, then it just keeps piling on and on and on. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we're so taught and conditioned that 
and we see this a lot on social media too, like, you know, the positivity thing, like I'm all about positivity, but if you have something negative and you're trying to cover it with something positive, eventually that negative thing is going to come back. So it might help you for a little while, but it's like painting over a dirty surface. We can't do that. We have to clean the wall first before we paint it. So Mm -hmm. that's what we do in the hypnotherapy process. So it's really not anything scary. It's a very light state of hypnosis. And it's just a way to really get in touch with your inner self and your inner feelings. And again, too, I think that misconception of hypnosis or like, you know, Hollywood, how that depicts it is like somebody somebody's in a trance and doesn't know what's going on. But what you're explaining is somebody is more focused and attentive. They know exactly like they're able to process their brain and their thoughts even better as they're going through this with you. Yeah. They're, you know, the person that is being in the hypnosis state is they're, they're in control. I'm just guiding them, you know, just asking questions and helping them to see, you know, what is it we need to look at? So you're 100% in control. It is not like you said, the Hollywood perception that you're going to get up and cluck like a chicken or something. We don't do that. (laughs) obviously. So it's such a great tool for, for changing things. And honestly, this practice in itself is really what got me wanting to help other people because I had gone to different types of therapy throughout my life. And while they were all helpful in their own way, this was the one that really helped me change some things in a major, major way to really be able to become the person that I want to be. So, yeah, you know, I really do have to vouch for it as well that I discovered this type of work going through it myself, probably around age 29. So just a handful of years ago, but I've done lots of therapy. Therapy has always been helpful and great respect for that line of work and and the work that therapists do. But there was something different about having a session like this. And I even did, I did them virtually and over the phone even. And it was just somebody with a skill set of yours at the time. I didn't know you at the time, but who was just guiding me. I was in control of my thoughts and where where my brain was going to go, but they were just guiding me. And it really did help me work through and get unstuck really from this phase of my life that I was in. And it was just a different type of treatment, right? So it is different. This is a different type of mindset treatment or working through negative emotions than maybe more classical therapy. And there's different types of therapy too, by the way. But this is just something different that people can explore. And I, as you shared, it made a big difference in your life. And and I'll share as well that it, it made a big difference in my life too. So yeah, it's definitely a powerful tool. And again, I agree with you, like all, I, I'm all for any type of therapy. It's just yeah. this one seemed to do something for me that other things weren't quite getting to. So yeah, wanted to help others with it too. Yeah. Hey fans, I hope you are enjoying this conversation so far and we'll be back to it in just a moment. But first, I want to pause and let you know that this episode is brought to you by the Female Athlete System of Transformation, aka the fast track to overcome disordered eating and use food as fuel to perform at your highest level. The Female Athlete System of Transformation is my unique program and proven systems to guide female athletes to understanding and implementing the proper nutrition for their sport, life, and health. Myself and my team of registered sports dietitians work one-on-one with clients to address their unique needs and counsel them through the nutritional and behavioral changes needed. Many female athletes who resonate with disordered eating, mental guilt around food and body, relative energy deficiency in sport or female athlete triad, amenorrhea, repeat injuries due to negligent nutrition, or frankly, just a lack of knowledge and understanding on their fueling needs have seen incredible success in the fast track. After years of working as a sports RD, I've compiled the most effective ways for female athletes to learn nutrition, be supported, be challenged, and ultimately find their success with fueling as fast as possible. So don't wait another day. Get to your goals faster by joining the Female Athlete System of Transformation. Look in the show notes or head to the website to book a free call and learn more. Okay, now let's get you back to the conversation. Enjoy. You also brought up inner child work, which you kind of already explained it's it's going back to that younger self is there do we all need that like are all of our problems stemming from childhood or 
You know, I think the core of who we are comes from in childhood. That's where we kind of start developing, you know, our sense of self and that that time period from like zero to five, seven-ish, we're kind of absorbing everything that's going on around us and like what's, you know, what we see and perceive from from our authority figures. And so going back to that inner child is absolutely helpful. We can get a lot of answers from that. Obviously, we have traumas and things that happen later in life that, you know, aren't associated with childhood. And it, and and I don't like people to get a misconception either. Just because we have to go back to that younger you does not mean that, you know, your parents did something wrong. I mean, sometimes that's the case, but like, it's not like if, you know, it's not everybody does not have that issue. Right. Is that that's where the answers are because we know ourselves what we need and what we needed. And so by going back and just kind of having those conversations, it's really something you can do anytime on your own is just closing your eyes and and just like asking, uh, you know, is there a younger me who needs to talk and just yeah. let it come up. It's almost like having like a dream, like you just see it in your mind. You might see yourself and be able to have that conversation. Oh, you feel sad. Well, what do you feel sad about? You know, and just kind of as if you were talking to a child in front of you, talking to yourself and giving that back to yourself. So. Yeah. And totally like I, I do just want to be clear. I'm coming from a place where I I really had a wonderful childhood and, and great parents. But as I have done some of this work, it's just interesting how childhood memories come up because your brain is just so youthful and so developing. And it's weird what feelings you have as a child and how you perceive the world, you know? And I think in the space of nutrition and body image, like as I've kind of dove into this, like, man, the thoughts that I like, I have this vivid, you know, memory of the first time I became self-conscious about my body at a young age. And that is so vivid. And that had nothing to do with trauma. It had nothing to do with my parents. You know, it, it was just like, and, and I still remember that now. Yeah. And I honestly, though, probably only truly have narrowed it down to, to that moment or something because I've done this type of work. And then we can reflect back on maybe people who are having present day body image issues who haven't done that inner child work and don't even, you know, fully understand maybe where it's coming from. And it's, it was really eye opening and enlightening to me to kind of revisit my younger self and that moment when she suddenly got insecure and just kind of it's, it, that's the type of inner child work that you're doing and why sometimes it can be important to go back to that because it's just weird what thoughts we have as a seven-year-old. Isn't it? <laughs> Even as an adult, it's weird. That, you know, it's like what we what we go back and, and see, just like you said, just really, really helps us make those shifts in the present day, because with our adult mind, we can comprehend now that seven year old thought and realize that maybe we just needed a pep talk to say that there's nothing wrong with you, you know, yeah. and, and realizing that and, and taking that into our adulthood, because when we do make those changes in our mind, going back to the younger age, that that carries through then once we finish a session, you know, if we've talked to the younger self and, and you know, affirmed and said all of those positive things and, and let her know that she was good and perfect just the way she was and she didn't need to worry about being different for anyone else, that then changes, it really literally changes your brain. It changes the, the mm-hmm. wiring in your brain so that the adult you starts to realize that too and accept that, you know, you are you are good enough and you don't need to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As you know, and some of our listeners know, I'm a, I'm a new mom, right? I have a 15 month old and another baby on the way. And, and so anyways, Gabe, just being in his early toddler years, it's so interesting, the emotions that he's starting to express and where they come from. And I'm just there's some really not to go too far into this, but you know, I follow parenting advice and stuff. And there's this um, like Instagram account called big little feelings or little big feelings or something like that. You know, how little people are babies have these big feelings and big emotions and just like managing them and knowing where they're coming from. And, and I just find it, you know, I find it so fascinating to kind of figure out as he's throwing a tantrum, I'm like, Oh, he's, you know, he's frustrated with this toy or it's because he didn't, you know, because he still can't talk to me. So it's just trying to figure out these emotions. And it's actually really, again, I'm just thinking about his brain that doesn't comprehend the world is trying so hard to comprehend the world. 
And, you know, yes, he's a 15 month old, but I think we're doing the same thing when we're five, when we're seven, when we're 13, you know, our brain still isn't fully comprehending the world yet. And it's just trying to figure it out. And that's where this inner child work can be so important because if you're as an adult who does or should hopefully (laughs) comprehend the world a little bit better, but we're still getting stuck by these emotions that we didn't understand in our earlier years. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a, that's such a great way to illustrate that, you know, looking at the toddler stage and how they can't even speak yet. So how, how could they really process a feeling if they can't even tell you what the problem is? So that's, that's where those patterns get built in our life. They start early on. So it starts building up. And so when we were talking before about kind of like what, what causes somebody to come talk to me is like, think of it as like a pot ready to boil over. You've been putting all those emotions in there for a really long time. We're trying to push the lid down and eventually it's going to come open. And so that's when people are like, all right, I need to do something. So pulling all those things out and processing. Yeah. So let's move on to a couple other (laughs) words in your bio that we threw around Reiki. Yeah. So I have very little knowledge on that one. I've heard of it, but I have very little knowledge on it. So Reiki is, um, it's energy work again, you know, bringing up that energy term again. So all the energy that runs through our body, we have energy centers within our body and each one corresponds really to different emotional things as well. And so typically a Reiki session is done with someone laying on a massage table and you're putting your hands on those different energy centers and trying to balance the energy in their body. However, I actually do Reiki via Zoom as well. It's just a little different. The person just sits there kind of relaxed and they receive the energy, which helps them to feel more balanced. It's not like an active processing on their part, but I may get some intuitive information from them during that. And that actually helps sometimes for them to know, you know, oh, yes, maybe that is something I need to look at or work on. Like I can pick up feelings from people sometimes, you know, self-worth and stuff like that. I'll sometimes get a sense of maybe this is an area because there's different feelings within the body that I'll sense when I'm touching. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just kind of a way to balance and relax because a relaxed body is a body that is able to heal itself. So Mm -hmm. it's not really that I'm doing anything to heal them. It is kind of putting them in this state where they are relaxed enough that they can start realizing, you know, I do need to make some changes or kind of opening their mind a little bit. So it's really just more of this stress reduction and, and energy balancing. Less yeah. Active. yeah. And, and I think too, even if some people may still think, oh, this is, this is interesting and touching different energy areas, things like that. I think if we all pause and think about it, we know that there's that mind body connection. You know, if you're feeling tense from work, it's like, oh, your shoulders have been up by your ears all day long. You know, you're holding your tension there and, or um, people who really are feeling like guilt or shame often have that like pit in their stomach. Mm -hmm right? Or when we're anxious, we have this tightness in our chest. Yeah. 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 And so it sounds like the work you do is to then help that part of the physical body relax. And then maybe somebody can work through that emotion better and heal that emotion. If the physical body can relax as well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the body and the mind are 100% connected a lot of times if we do have physical pain, there is something emotional that is creating that. And if we can kind of process the feeling, we can relieve some of those things too. You know, it doesn't always work. I can't ever say always on anything, but I have personally felt times where if I'm having an issue, I might kind of close my eyes and be like, all right, what is, what's going on here? Cause it's, it's like a signal. It's like the light on the dashboard of your car coming on saying, you know, we need to pay attention to something right now. So, you know, mm-hmm. your is hurting. Maybe there's something that you need to look at. So looking at that can possibly help, you know, at least, at least it can't hurt. Let's put it that way. It can't right, hurt. right, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I have heard stories <laughs> of people with like chronic diseases that, you know, never heal and then, you know, find energy work or Reiki and things like that. And it's like their chronic condition is healed suddenly. And I, I don't want to give any like, false hope, like, you know, chronic medical conditions are still real. But like you said, sometimes 
the the emotional connection can can be a huge driving force in this and so it's it's again these are just stories i've heard but it's 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 really interesting uh, yeah it's a complimentary therapy really complimentary. Like something that you want to use along with you know that's a perfect way I, of saying I, would, it. I would never suggest somebody to forego medical care to your feelings or anything like that but doing those things together you know that's that's a powerful thing you know putting yeah. together the the science and the energy and you know, finding all of the reasons why this is going on. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really interesting. And where does that, it sounds very like Eastern medicine technique. Like where does that stem from? Yeah, it's Japanese. Japanese, Japanese yeah. therapy. Yeah. And there are other therapies that are similar to Reiki that are from other countries too, that honestly, there are a lot of similar therapies, but yeah, yeah. This, this one originated in Japan. So yeah, it's just a, a very gentle therapy that's actually good for anyone. It's good for babies, pets, everyone. Like it can't, you know, it can't hurt. It's that's one of the things about it. It's it really cannot do any harm. So mm -hmm. it's just yeah. So cool. If nothing else, maybe it's a massage. <laughs> you know? It's not it's not um it's not like you're not manipulating the body like a massage yeah. literally like putting my hands and leaving them in a spot mm. for like five minutes you know just kind of feeling the energy and letting their body process it it's clearing blockages basically yeah yeah interesting very interesting okay and then let's see another term in your uh bio that we we're reading oh emotion code you're certified in emotion code you tell emotion us <laughs> emotion code is another energy-based therapy but it also it's sort of to me a little bit like hypnosis it's kind of combining reiki and hypnosis in my okay. view that's how it feels to me it's not as deeply involved in the emotion as hypnotherapy is whereas uh, you know during a hypnotherapy session there may be some really intense emotions that make it very angry or cry like a lot it's gentler than that and it's really using it's an applied kinesiology muscle test to get the responses from the body. So what that means is subconsciously, we know when something's off, but consciously we might not have the answer. Yeah. So here's an illustration. If you've ever been to a buffet where they have every kind of food you can imagine, like on a cruise ship or just like anything you ever want, right? Mm -hmm. If you walk up to a place where they have your very favorite foods, your body will naturally lean forward towards it. <laughs> That's a yes. That's a, I want that. I like that. Yeah. The next station and it is your least favorite food. Your body will naturally pull back from it. And it's really kind of cool to, to kind of play with this a little bit. If you were kind of standing up and uh, I asked you to say what your name was and you said your name, your body would naturally move forward without you mm -hmm. deciding to do that. If I asked you to say that your name was something else, your body would move backwards. It's just fun. It's kind of fun. But the answers are coming from your subconscious. And so during an emotion code session, it's finding what emotion is actually trapped in your body. So if you think of emotions as a ball of energy and every emotion is a ball of energy, as they kind of start filling your body, it starts to get really crowded. <laughs> we have all yeah. these balls of energy crowding in our body. So during the emotion code, we can ask your subconscious, you know, is this the emotion that we need to release right now? And there's a chart that kind of goes along with it and everything. But once your body agrees and, you know, moves forward on the emotion, then we can ask, you know, what do we need to know to release this? And it's just like the hypnosis piece then where it kind of comes up in your mind, like, oh, that's from, you know, when I was really feeling bad about myself and, you know, I, I want to let that go now. And so it's basically just agreeing to let it go. So it's kind of, yeah. it's using the energy, it's using the subconscious mind, but it's a very nice, easy, gentle way to get those responses. So that's in a nutshell. So I have a funny story. Um, <laughs> when I was first establishing Rise Up Nutrition as a business, I was still working full-time as a tactical dietitian for our US military. And I was spending massive amounts of money on business coaching to try and figure out how do I make my business work and but I'm spending all this money 
and I'm still not making money, but I've got this other job holding me back because I don't have the time to put into Rise Up Nutrition because I've got a full-time job. And I went to um, my business coach's conference and we're working through our issues where we're stuck in our business. And I'm like, I'm stuck because I don't have the time to put into this business. But at the same time, I don't have the money to just like quit the other job. Right. And in front of everybody, he, my business coach had me stand up and close my eyes. And I took a few deep breaths. And then he asked me, I forget exactly what the question was, but like, do you want to quit your military job? And I just start, my body started leaning forward and I took a step forward. And he said, that's yes. You want to quit your military job because your body went forward. I was like, what? No. And then he, and then he asked, he said, okay, well, we'll redo it. And he asked me in like a different way. Or I think he asked me like, do you want to invest fully in rise up nutrition? And my body leaned forward for yes. And it was so like, it was just, I, I did feel like my, it didn't feel like anybody was playing tricks on me. He didn't even tell me what yo, you're going to lean forward or backwards. Like my body just did that. Right. And it truly, it felt like my intuition. It felt like my own answer, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, as you've been leading us through all of these, so that's my funny story. <laughs> that's a great story, but that's such a great illustration of that, how it works really. It's your subconscious yeah. giving you the answer. Yeah. And, and that's what I did. Here we are. Rise of Nutrition is exactly. And it was the right thing to do. You know, consciously, your brain was going, oh, it's scary. I can't do this. I don't, you know, but subconsciously, you knew you could do it. So yeah. let's exactly. Move. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. So that's so awesome. I'm so glad you brought that up. And I had that memory. And again, as, as you're explaining all these things that you do, it's just very prevalent to me that the work you're doing is just getting frankly, guiding people to find their own answers and solutions and to get themselves unstuck. And it's like, that's really what you're doing. It's like people already might have that intuition or that gut instinct or or have the memory or have the knowledge locked in their brain somewhere or maybe locked in their body somewhere. And you're guiding them on discovering that or releasing that or letting that go or moving forward with what they maybe already even know. Absolutely. We, we 100% have all of the answers to every question we will ever ask ourselves. It's all in our subconscious. We just want to tend to avoid it. So if we really dive in and ask those questions, you know, and, and like you said, that's what I'm helping people do is find out what is your truth? What, what is what you really truly want? Not what you think everyone wants you to want, but what do you Thanks to Inside Tracker, I can get insights and feedback on my blood biomarkers whenever I want to. No more waiting for doctor's visits and them telling you you're fine. Instead, you are in control of your health with Inside Tracker. For 20% off any of their products, blood biomarker testing, DNA kit, inner age, head to insidetracker.com and use the code RISEUP. Take your health into your own hands. Health, wellness, and fitness coaches, listen up. Practice Better is the all-in-one platform that I use to manage my business and my clients. From client scheduling and messaging, hosting sessions, taking notes, creating modules, invoicing, telehealth, building reports, and more, Practice Better is the better way to manage your practice as a nutrition or health or fitness coach. Look no further. Use the link in our show notes and use the code Rise up 20 for 20% off your first four months plus a 14 day free trial. I've been using Practice Better since the inception of my business, Rise Up Nutrition, and I couldn't be happier. Again, the code is RISEUP20, all caps. Use the link in our show notes for 20% off your first four months and a 14 day free trial. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah, I will. I just. This is one of those times I wish we were recording on video because I'm like, you and me are just like beaming with these huge (laughs) smiles. I just love this stuff. Um, But I'm happy to be on the receiving end of it. Like I, I, you know, I just, I I love the power it does for me and, and for some of our clients as well, which maybe would be nice to kind of shift into is like, and this is a very broad question, Jennifer. So sorry to give you such a, you know, what do you call it? A softball question? No, it's not a softball question whatever. I'm just, I'm throwing it out there for you is what I'm saying. Just like, how can all of this 
work that you do, how do you see it benefiting clients in the space of improving their nutrition, improving their relationship with body, achieving their performance goals as athletes, like our clients that are maybe working to overcome disordered eating, overcome, you know, red S, overcome this alter, like just not knowing confusion about how to fuel their bodies. And, and how do you see in your sessions with our clients that this all kind of ties back the work you do ties back to actually improving their journey with nutrition and performance. Yeah. So basically by processing our feelings, we are able to make those shifts because most often when we struggle with food and, and, you know, sabotaging ourselves, it's because we're lacking that self-worth that we really need, or it's not quite where we need it to be. So when we can go back and, and resolve that stuff, it helps us to to want better things for ourselves, to want to, to provide good nutrition, to believe in ourselves and our goals. Because most often what's happening, you know, when I work with people, it's and it's that they're um, holding themselves back or in some way kind of subconsciously sabotaging because they don't believe that they can actually do it. So, and sometimes with, you know, with the food thing, um, restrictive eating and stuff like that, uh, or overexercise. And, and I've been down those roads myself, both I've overexercised and, and, um, had disordered eating in my past. So I know where that, that was coming from, for me, it was for me, a feeling of not really being good enough or worthy of taking care of myself, you know, really needed to work on that self-worth piece. And, it's not always that way, but most of the time it's going to stem back in some way, shape or form. I shouldn't say, I don't like to say always or never because <laughs> we're not supposed to say that. Right. But it, when we can work on that self-worth piece and really find out what it is that we need to really believe in ourselves, that's where the shifts can happen. Nutrition and, and performance and stuff. You know, I, I talk with people sometimes about just wanting to to meet a goal athletically, like they can't seem to break through a certain point or they they kind of psych themselves out. And, yeah. and that is not believing that they have the power to do it or that they're sort of, sometimes it's a punishment. Like we punish ourselves, like yeah. we feel like we don't deserve to have that goal met or to, to receive the praise that might come from it. And, you know, just helping to start building the self-worth and changing the mindset that says that I'm not worthy to going into something so much better. You know, we, we talk sometimes on the monthly call and that um, self self-care and self-love and how we should really speak to ourselves and how we're so often saying all those really negative things. And I say, if you wouldn't say that to your best friend or your sister, do not say that to yourself. Mm -hmm. Say to yourself those positive things that are going to build you up and help you meet those goals and stay on track with your nutrition because you're worthy of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that especially in the space of disordered eating, again, it can be restricting, it can be purging, it can be over-exercise, it can be compensating, it can, you know, we, we've, we can be binging. It's that kind of like, we're not viewing food as a way to care for yourself in those situations. Like food really is a way to care for yourself. It's mm -hmm. a way to show love, a way to show nourishment, a way to help you have energy, feel good in your body or do the things you want to do with your life. And I think this is, this is really something that, you know, whether or not you can consciously understand it at that time, but when, as I've worked with clients over the years with disordered eating, it, it there is some peace there, not everybody, not always, but there's some peace of not feeling worthy to give yourself the best. Right. Absolutely. And because what would be the best? The best would be a relationship with food that's easy, delicious, fun, simple, nourishing, tastes good, makes your body feel good. And it's like, actually, we all deserve that. <laughs> we do. We yeah. all deserve that. Food is what sustains us every day throughout our entire lives. We deserve a good relationship with food. We deserve to put food in our bodies that make us feel good and help us achieve our goals. And so if we're not doing that, it, it might, you know, we might need to dive into this with, with our program, with myself, with you to figure out and get unstuck of that feeling that why, why are we holding ourselves back from getting what we deserve? You know, definitely. 
And, and again, we work in the space of athletes where I think a lot of us, this comes up on our group calls a lot. You and I both are, are runners and this comes up on our group calls a lot of like getting to the starting line and like psyching yourself out of like, oh, I don't know if it's going to be a good race, you know, like, oh, I, you know, and we just say these things or like people will ask you, especially in like more the distance running, like signing up for a 10K or 5K or something like, oh, are you going to try and like PR today? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'll see how it feels. Like we always like talk ourselves down instead of allowing ourselves to, I think, opening ourselves up to the potential that we could. Yeah, let's PR. Let's show up to the starting line saying I'm going to PR today. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've definitely run races both ways, both fueled very poorly, not believing that I could actually make it through. And then also doing it the other way where I've been fueled and feeling positive. And those finish line pictures are so different. <laughs> you know, the one feeling complete defeat and the other feeling yeah. you know, joy and, and realizing that I'm, I'm worthy of that. And we all are, we're all worthy of crossing that finish line with the, the joy and knowing that, yeah, I did the best I could today. And maybe I PR, maybe I didn't, but that's okay. You know, either yeah. way, just accepting that. Yeah, I love it. And I love just, you know, again, your personal experience, not just in the 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 work that you do, but in the athletic community. You've been an athlete for years and years now and and having gone through some of your own personal experiences or struggles, we shall say, with with nutrition and feeling that you've overcome them and you know, you can be that role model and inspiration now for other people is exactly what you're doing here at Rise of Nutrition. So thank you for all your work. But I do want to give you a moment, Jennifer, too, because you are your own entity and you do have some things in the works coming up and we'll have you come back on the podcast in the future. But I, I wanted to give you a moment to just kind of share more about, you know, the, the work that you do and things you have coming up in the future from your own business perspective. Thank you. Yeah, so um, I'm actually working on a book right now, and um, I'm a little more than halfway done with it. So looking forward to when it's totally finished. And um, But it's basically talking about all the things we were talking about today is how we can really find our best self, you know, within the emotional processing and, and just really diving into what we really truly want in life and how we can can get there and, and, and recognizing that we do have the, you know, worth within us to have that. So, so I'm working on the book. I don't have a title yet. I'm still thinking on that. So <laughs> it's a tough one. It's tough to come up with the title, but uh, I do have a um, mindset coaching page on Facebook that I actually just recently started because I uh, had a hypnotherapy page before, but shifted to this kind of a more encompassing title. So if anybody wants to check it out, it's Jennifer Riggs mindset coach on Facebook. And I do have a hypnotherapy website, um, progressivehypnotherapy.com. So that's that's what's going on with me right now. And I'll keep you posted on when the book is done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know, and you're inspiring me. I've I've shared like, oh, I, I want to write a book too. So you're halfway, more than halfway through. It's going to get done and it'll change lives when we have it. And uh, again, we'll we'll have you back on when, when that is released and we'll include your contact info and your Facebook group in the show notes and things like that. So people can kind of follow along or, or get some resources and help. Yeah. Thanks so much. It was really fun being here today. Yeah, of course. Now, do you want to finish our episode with our rapid fire questions? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer, there's one food you could eat every single day for the rest of your life and never get sick of it. What would it be? Ice cream. (laughs) Sure. It's the best. It is. It is. What is your favorite sport to participate in? Well, that's easy because it's running. I um, distance runner. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you prefer the trails or the road better at this point? I'm more of a trail runner now, but I run, I probably run 50%, but my, most of my races are trails at this point. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And now how about as a spectator, what's your favorite sport to watch? Hmm. Honestly, it's probably running. <laughs> I love to watch races. I love to watch my friends running. And, you know, that's, yeah. Or My kids are out of school now. So when it was, when they were in school, I was watching tennis and stuff all the time they were playing. So, yeah. 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 Just a runner at heart all around. And final question, if there's a female athlete out there that you 
just think is an inspiring role model to others, whether this is somebody well-known or just in your personal life, who would that be and why? Hmm. Oh boy. You know, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of drawn towards saying it's somebody in one of my, in my running group that I'm in, um, this woman who she's just, she's a little powerhouse. Her name's Judy and she has run Boston many, many times, but she is so humble and just really encompasses some of the wonderful things about the, the sport of running, just supporting others. Like it never, you know, no one's ever like not as good as her. She's just so amazing and going out and running and then supporting the rest of us going, yeah, I'm never going to be in Boston, <laughs> you know? but she's amazing. So I love that. I think it's the energy that I love from her, you know, that, that yeah, so. that amazing energy that she's putting out and it's, it's, well, she's got the energy to race competitively, but to give it back to other people too. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm hearing. I love yep. that. Well, shout out to Judy and thank you so much, Jennifer. I'm so like, I just feel like this is long overdue this episode because I'm like, you've been up on my website. You've been working with our clients in, you know, for well over a year now. And then it's like, oh my gosh, why haven't I had Jennifer on the podcast yet? So, um, so thankful that you were able to share this. Like it just, and, and even I, I honestly even learned more. I didn't know that much about Reiki before this conversation. So that was really helpful. I hope our listeners learn something and are interested and head on over to Rise Up Nutrition and uh, join the fast track and you can get access to myself, to Jenna and to Jennifer. So, all right. Thanks so much. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did, if you are a true fan of female athlete nutrition, then I would love if you could support our podcast by spreading the word, share a review on your listening channel, give us five stars. It really helps get the word out and get the show more views to positively impact others. Also, you can support the podcast by joining our Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash female athlete nutrition to consider a donation or even better, join our membership where you get extra monthly content and perks. We don't want you to simply listen alone. We want you to be a part of a community and a movement of fierce, fit, and fueled female athletes. So patreon.com slash female athlete nutrition is where you can do exactly that, learn more, and join. A huge thanks to our affiliates and partners as well. Once again, Prevenix, Inside Tracker, or Gain, Practice Better, Jen and Carrie, please go check them out and their links in the show notes where you can get deals and discounts. Last, be sure that you do more than just listen. If you need help with fueling, it's time to take action. Head to my website to learn more. You can either book a free call with me to learn more about our coaching programs and how we can work directly with you, whether it's the fast track or otherwise, or you can take our online self-study course, Female Athlete Nutrition. You can literally sign up and gain access right now. You can explore our downloadable products, including the Red S Recovery Guide, High Iron Fueling Guide. Or if you are a coach of a team, check out our brand new coaches toolkit for teams. You can also just learn more. We have a blog, a Red S quiz to see if Red S is affecting you. If you need help, I want you to get help fast. Too many girls and athletes struggle with nutrition, but you don't have to any longer. You can rise up with the power of nutrition, take action today in any of these avenues, and become fierce, fit, and fueled. Links in the show notes, and we'll see you next time.